0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the 13th episode of The Psychology of Lockdown. I am pleased to uh, once again be joined by my friend, George Roach, the executive director of The Line International and The Line Canada. And we have been going through the different phases of mystification uh, as outlined by psychoanalyst John Bradshaw, we've really been we're, we're on uh, the 13th characteristic now negative and positive hallucinations. This is getting towards the end of these characteristics of mystification. Um, but I just want to let everybody know, I think we're going to keep this rolling. We've been having such a good time, and the psychological angle is so important for people to understand what's going on in terms of why so many of us seem to have shut down our uh, critical thinking capacities, why people are just going with the mainstream media without uh, without really being able to question, uh, even when people who are questioning are censored, clearly uh, being treated uh, abusively. Exactly. <laughs> and uh and it's all really boiling down to this psychological problem i mean for many years i think many of us have been trying to explain our perspectives to other people using critical thinking using logic using peer-reviewed studies using science and just getting shut down over and over and over again and it's like what's going on here well that's why this psychological angle is so important and understanding this uh concept of mystification understanding how it comes from our our family systems dysfunctional family systems that have become unfortunately so common because so few of us understand how psychology works so uh going through these characteristics of mystification have been awesome i can't wait to wrap this up with negative and positive hallucinations today but i do want to let everybody know we've got a lot of other information to throw your way Um, we've been talking about uh, covering a concept called the rules of dysfunction, which many of you will probably start to recognize. Oh my God, my family has some of these characteristics. This is where these these triggers come from. And when people get triggered, then they don't use critical thinking and they don't look at the peer-reviewed science and they only follow the authority figures and they can't make those choices for themselves they can't be a a fully authentic individuated uh, human being it's so commonplace i I think the battleground is on this psychological it's it's a psychological warfare and so you know we know the military and governments are using psychological warfare on the people so in order to counter that we are using psychological healing so that people can be aware of what's going on. They can recognize the psychological warfare when it's happening to them. They can remain untriggered, calm, centered, and using their critical thinking capacity. So thanks for coming back on the show, George. And uh, what have you got to say about negative and positive hallucinations?
1: Well, thanks for having me, Doug. Well, I mean, they're common. I mean, this is the the last stage. You know, you come full circle on mystification because people, when they're mystified, are not totally present. You remember, they're not, totally involved uh, in the experiences that they're having some people feel like they're riding a bus backwards watching life as it passes them by uh they're not really sure. involved one's not really involved in what one is doing so 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 when we speak of negative uh and positive hallucinations we're basically talking about you know a situation where you know, people will uh, agree that they've had these experiences where people are putting words in their mouths. Well, you said, you know, no, no, I didn't. I I didn't say that. No, no. Right. I I think you misheard me. I didn't say any of that. Right. And this is very common. Uh, People will swear up and down. They heard you say something and you know, darn well, you did not Say it, so a, a classic trait of of this these hallucinations is actually hearing people say things they didn't say, swearing up and down, you heard them say it. The person has no recollection and memory of ever saying such a statement, but you firmly believe it. Very likely that that is uh, uh, an audio hallucination somewhere maybe you were thinking something. The unconscious mind is busy with mystified people right let's face it. that's a busy highway when people are living unconsciously hence mystification there's a lot of material that remains below you know underneath the exterior that is still weighing on a person's mind even when they're sleeping i've had a lot of mystified people tell me they have a lot of dreams a lot of bad dreams sometimes weird dreams of falling and this kind of stuff so so it's very interesting this this hallucination factor about demystified people The other thing that's fascinating about the mystified person is they project unwanted parts of themselves. Now, I really hope, you know, people who are overweight can, can deal with, some people have very, very powerful medical reasons, thyroid issues and whatnot that affects their weight. So some people have a difficult time. Now I was in the store the other day, and here's a great example of projecting an unwanted part of yourself, this lady was in the aisle with another lady and they were fighting about her not wearing a mask. And so this debate went on and I stood there and I just watched and I took it all in. Uh, it was in the soup aisle at, uh, at, a, at my local grocery store. And this lady started just, you know, abusing this other woman calling her fat and, and wow. ugly and you're a the B word and everything just, you know, hurling hurling all this shame and disdain at her, right? Yeah. Anyways, by calling her fat. So I looked at this woman and she was larger than the woman with whom she was calling fat. So, I mean, that's definitely an unwanted part of herself getting hurled at this other woman and exaggerating it as if she had it more in herself. The offender had it in her very common. In mystification, right? Now that can go the other way too. We recognize traits in other people that we may recognize in ourselves as positive. Uh, If you're a good golfer, you know, and somebody's a good golfer, they say, "Well, you know, you're a really good. That's a great swing you have." Right? Well, he would know. He's got that part, but he's acknowledged it in himself and he's accepted it in himself. He can compliment you for having a same yeah. skill. So, that's exactly what happens on the negative continuum. Okay. Exactly. They recognize that part in themselves that they don't want. See, being a good golfer, you want a good golf swing. Of course you do. You, you can share that and have a long conversation about how wonderful your golf swing is. You're not going to have a very long conversation about how fat you are with somebody. Right. <laughs> and right. I mean, unless, of course, it's a dietician or somebody you're working with, a naturopath to help you improve yourself. And again, this is not a slam on, on, on fat people I could use to lose a few pounds myself. So <laughs> You're the select lead among the overweight race, you know, I've been sitting right. at home on this computer for a long time here, battling <laughs> this pandemic. Well, it's but- just like,
0: <laughs> just like we were talking about before, uh, just studying the psychology, it's like uh, so much of it leaks in. You got to think, huh, That that's hitting a little too close to home. <laughs> Okay, so let me. <laughs> exactly. We all we all have improvements to to undergo. So stop, no stop. no shaming here. No shaming. No shaming. Yeah. No shaming. Please
1: <laughs> don't feel badly for yourself or right. about yourself. You know, you're all you've got. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's very interesting. So many people say to me, you know, on, on Facebook, I get messages all the time, where people are talking to me about this stuff because they've seen some of the other episodes and they're saying, you know, uh, I, I, th- this kind of thing that takes place where the person, you know, they say, George, people just can't see it. You just, why can't they see it? It's right yeah. there. You see right. all the evidence is there. We've all said this to some degree, or why won't they wake up? You know? A hallmark trait of negative hallucination is uh, not seeing the facts that surround them. These people, there could be a boatload of facts, and they're still believing something contrary.
0: Yeah, I mean, this sounds like the hallmark characteristic of of cognitive dissonance. And then the other thing that that has been... Well, no, no, hang on. Let's not confuse that.
1: I want to make sure that's clear for the listener. Okay. No, no. It's because these people are stuck in the past. You see, mm-hmm. if you're in the past, remember, mystification keeps you d- d- arrested development. You know, you're still living in the child mode. It's a child running the show. Right. And we, we got to understand the child mode is about the past. So in this case, when a person can't see the facts that surrounds them currently, it's because their mind, the unconscious. I spoke of this when we were off camera. The, the unconscious has them rooted in the past. When you're asleep, it's your unconscious mind running the show. That template was determined in childhood, right? Mm -hmm. That's the only one you know. Waking up means becoming that adult, that aware, conscious, deliberate, accountable, responsible, sensible, vulnerable, and reasonable adult. Yeah, That person who's well-assembled. Now, since no parenting person is perfect, that's not possible. There's always going to be wounds along the way. So people are mystified to some degree. It's on a continuum, you know? Sure. And this is not about intelligence. Some people just get more than other people do. They may not have a degree in anything or, you know, whatever. They're just more plugged into the, to, to their environment. They, they, they see more readily what's happening. Maybe they were more affirmed and mirrored in childhood. They got more mm-hmm. permission to be who they are. So that voltage of self-connection was increased. See, that's about development not degrees or knowledge that's just about human development so when we see people who are mystified they've been denied the sustenance right and and when we and when we do this final episode to kind of bring this thing full circle you know how did these 13 episodes of mystification occur why did these stages occur you know where i'm in this trance identity magical thinking shame-based self? How did that occur? Where, how did that become me? So we want to, you know, we'll get into the rules of that uh, in our final uh, episode to bring this, this, you know, culminate all these sections together, you know? How did I have a wounded toddler inside of me, a wounded infant, a wounded preschool, a wounded schoolager, And how would I know if I still do, right? Well, we're going to go through the rules to help people. If you're still parents. We've explained, right? So part of waking up means breaking some rules. you like breaking rules, we're going to break some rules. You enjoy breaking rules when you're a a kid. (laughs) These are good rules to break because they'll keep you in the present day, keep you alive. And it will also help you to determine if you have any unresolved grief to deal with. Remember, a lot of people who are trapped in the past have unresolved grief about what? The past.
0: Yeah, sure. Sure. And then they you know, just they just repress these emotions instead of working through them.
1: Yeah, we call it baggage.
0: <laughs> yeah. Plenty <laughs> we of carry, that.
1: we carry it around.
0: <laughs> well for and decades. I, I like this understanding that all of this happens on this continuum because all of us can continue to work on ourselves, right? I mean, you know, and, and there are different uh, degrees of, of a, a wakefulness even or enlightenment. I'm almost starting to go in, into the Buddhist route, right? I mean, we, if we can eliminate our past suffering, then we can have enlightenment and live in the present moment. Um, well, sir, you know, uh,
1: enlightenment flows right out, of- out of service, right? Enlightenment flows out of service. You know, you find your bliss. You know, you move into service and you now are able to enlighten other people. See, once you've done the work, you can't unlearn it. You can, you, you can work with people. It's the most human thing to do because therapy means curative treatment. We want to cure things, right? That's what therapeutic means, Uh curative treatment. So, so when understanding mystification and how it relates to my own life, how does it affect my relationships? the job I work at, the, the, you know, the person I choose, et cetera, et cetera. Once we come to understand that stuff, we start to understand what's fully human. And the more fully human I am, the more functioning I am, the less dysfunctioning, of course. Now I'm not talking about perfectionism here. So don't send me an email about being perfect. Please reform your mistakes as teachers. You're not the mistake. You make mistakes. That's the big distinction between shame. You know, uh, a guilty person says uh, I made a mistake. A shame based person says I am the mistake. There's a Mm -hmm. clear error in thinking uh, a little mistake. Okay. And, and thought disorders are a very common part of the wounded inner child. So when we talk about uh, negative and positive hallucinations, most of those are born of thinking errors. Sure. I don't really like the word disorder, but it's thinking error. Okay. We have a thought error. So, you know, when we're talking about thinking and cognition, we're also talking about seeing those facts. And when we don't see those facts or we refuse to see those facts, we then become delusional. Remember, Dr. Mark, uh, you and I talked about this mm-hmm. uh, delusional psychosis. Right. That when you deviate from reality with content or belief systems uh, to, to such an extent that you are nowhere near the truth. You
0: are delusional, yeah, and this is a and, negative and I, hallucination
1: the, absolutely
0: yeah. uh, it ain't positive, <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> that's for sure uh
1: well th- i w- they so they believe things in spite of what the facts say, right. You see, you you can show these people evidence about the lockdown, about the impact of the lockdown, uh, about what it's doing to families. We have suicide. We have drug overdoses. We have spousal abuse on the rise. Addiction is increasing like madness because people want to mood alter their shame, mood alter their pain. Remember, shame Mm -hmm. is painful. You want out of it as quickly as possible. And whatever removes that pain gets your highest
0: priority. I mean, think about what's even going on in terms of the abusive relationship with the government right now, where they're telling us even if you're asymptomatic, you're you're likely a disease carrier. Like we're literally getting inundated with with uh, subconscious programming constantly through the mainstream media that all of us are have something seriously wrong with us, or we or or we may. Well, have who's parenting the country?
1: Who's, yeah, who, right. Who's parenting? Who's parenting the country right, right
0: now? It's Prime Minister Trudeau. Yeah, the father figure, As the government—he's
1: not a very good parent,
0: right? And it's—it's it's an abusive relationship.
1: Things did not go well for him in childhood, right?
0: Clearly. <laughs> well, and then the other thing I want to get into, George, is is, uh, is this concept of gaslighting? Because someone who's suffering from a negative hallucination will tell you, "No, no, this is the truth," or—or or imagine that you said this, or that you have to believe this, uh, and. And then they believe what they're telling you. But what they're telling you is getting I mean, I know, you know, those of us who are uh, aware of an alternative perspective about the lockdowns or the vaccines, uh, you know, will be showing our our information. And then the response is always this kind of like twisted no, reality is different than this, and it, it makes it easy for us to to start to doubt our own sense of perception. When you're dealing with someone with a negative hallucinatory perspective, well, yeah, it's crazy.
1: It's crazy making. It's yeah, crazy making. It's exactly. clearly it's clearly white, and the person is telling you, no, 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 it's black. It's right. Black. There's no ambivalence. It's white, but they're saying no, 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 no. So, and I know that's a basic example of gaslighting um when people are not affirmed of their experience you know they start to lose you know it's like whoa i must be crazy i could have sworn i was feeling sad but you know what's there to be sad about there's nothing wrong with you get you know wait a minute i swore i was sad yeah. or i swore what what are you so happy about what do we i could have sworn i was happy it must be crazy <laughs> what's what you you know so this marching into somebody's mental space and deciding for them is very crazy-making. As a matter of fact, that's how you get set up yeah. in these hallucinations because you you lose contact with your own mind. It's like somebody else is making decisions for me. They're invading the faculty of my mental space, you see? And and that is, that is highly abusive. People don't right. really – you don't have to touch somebody to abuse them. You can talk to them and do this kind of stuff and expect them to follow your belief in this regard and you, could, you do that enough, you've conditioned that person to lose conscious contact with themselves. This is why families who mold their children in the family's image no longer can tell themselves apart from the rest of the family. They've all been raised to behave and be the way the family expects you to be. They do not orchestrate life so that you get to grow up to be who you are. I yeah. said this in a previous episode, but these are all contributors all contributing factors to why a person becomes mystified and to what degree. See, these rules have been used in different uh, uh, voltages, different intensity levels. So depending on how many kids were in the the household, you know, birth order comes out in all of this too. Uh, First, second, third, fourth child, for instance, there's lots to be said about how mystification manifests in there, but for the purposes of this episode, What we're talking about here right now when we're dealing with with delusional people is no matter what you tell them, and again, it relates to the lockdowns especially because so many people, you you can show them the evidence Mm -hmm. and they'll continue to believe anything in spite of what the facts say.
0: They want to believe so strongly that the abusive father figure, in this case the government, is working for their benefit, that they must be good despite all of the evidence of the harm that's being caused uh and it's so i think to me that's the the most challenging thing to get through to people is like you know the the government's not there to protect us the government i mean you know to me like one thing that that has been becoming painfully obvious to me is that clearly you know the upper class has so much control over government and the government more often i mean I think all the time is doing what you know, what the lobbyists and the corporations and the and the very wealthy are 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 manipulating the government into doing. And yet everybody believes the government is doing what it does for our protection. And if you don't believe that, then you're some kind of a crazy person. I mean, this is a to me a, a very clear negative hallucination. And I and it's just very <laughs> so difficult to get it through to people like. Here's the mountain of evidence that corporations control the government, and the corporations are controlled by the very wealthy, and yet they just believe that the government cares about them. There's no critical thinking
1: going on there.
0: Yeah. There's no critical thinking. Well, and then the difficulty is in the communication. I mean, first of all, they're censoring people like you and I, uh, which should be a red flag. I mean, it, right in a in a family situation, if if the father, if the abusive father figure, you try to speak up and they say, shut up, you know, every yeah. time you try to speak. Well, that's a clearly an abusive behavior. And it, it's a red flag in any situation. Uh, and then again, the, then the gaslighting. Well, no, no. You know, you don't think that you think like I tell you to think or you think well, like okay, i imagine like, or everybody like, or like lower like
1: the perfectionistic ideal demands that you think mm-hmm. i mean uh, again you're being molded into the image of what they right. believe you see you can't be who you are and the and uh, you know asking questions and critical thinking and all the normal stuff that people should be doing is frowned upon it's like we're going backwards yeah look at that cop that just got suspended for standing up with some of our protesters. He just got suspended oh, for wow. telling so oh, now what's the new farm of getting of the job uh prerequisites is you gotta be corrupt. That's the message. You're gonna get suspended for upholding your oath. Right. Essentially, that's what happened. Now that is definitely backwards. So remember, mystification teaches you backward thinking, right? Backward values.
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, I think that's and that's what I'd like to impart to the audience with today's conversation, really, is that when these kinds of red flags come up, these like that's not because it, it gets so confusing when the communication is so dysfunctional and someone is suffering from negative hallucinations. And I and I just want you know, I hope that people can listen to this and come away with like, okay, I see those red flags. And I'm still, I'm going to stand firm. I'm not going to allow myself to get engaged or confused uh, when I'm dealing with somebody who's uh, who's mystified um, until, you know, we can really get like a, uh, a very rational kind of linear conversation. And honestly, we need to live to, learn to live in a world where people have differences of opinion, too. I mean, we're allowed to have differences of opinion and be different people and, sure. and have a diverse, you know, this, this but idea let's, that... But let's... When, right, but One let's person's teach them what belief should be about. everyone's belief is, is so twisted. Go ahead. Let's teach them what to talk about, what to focus
1: on. You see, t- in order to demystify, people must demythologize their parents. We have a bunch of people who believe in the government. They need to demythologize our government. Mm-hmm. Stop seeing them as these all good doers out to protect you. They're not. They don't care about us. Our premier just closed down all the, the, uh, playgrounds. And then with the backlash, you got he reopened them. How about that for magic? Imminent danger, serious problem. Uh, no one's buying it. No one's buying it, man. If they brought the same determination, the, to the opening of the businesses and the not wearing of, uh, of, uh, PPE, mm-hmm. this unnecessary PPE that's got no efficacy, Proof behind it, no RCTs or anything. If everybody did that, with both those characteristics of this pandemic, th- this all would be over immediately. People, people could go back to their normal lives. But as long as they're afraid, believing this stuff, like they went at it for the parks. No, you're not closing my my, my kids' parks, staying open. Now, they brought that same determination that, to the other characteristics of this, I believe that we would topple the government's narrative and we would return to the very normalcy everybody is seeking. Mm-hmm. Not for codependent, wounded, little, mystified children who are stuck in the past, who hear things that are not there, and who behave in ways that does not accept the truth. They behave delusionally. So, in our next episode... uh. It will be interesting to show the viewers, to bring to the viewers, the rules that led to all of this. How did I become mystified, asleep, somnambulant? And I, again, use all those terms synonymously. They all generally wind up in the same area. Mm -hmm. How did this happen? Well, there's a bunch of rules everyone's been raised on, and nobody has escaped wounding from these rules. They are a direct consequence of mystification. And again, the voltage or degree to which these rules are imposed upon you while you're growing up in childhood is the degree to which you can become mystified. And, and listen, don't tell me kids are resilient. Nobody has escaped wounding from this. There's no excuse. Don't try to nullify it, minimize it, theorize it, analyze it. Stay with it. If there's any part of mystification creeping into the reality of our offspring, of our children, our greatest natural resource, parents better know it. It all has a consequence. It all impacts some parts of their lives, professionally, personally, relationally, communicationally. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything is nailed in mystification for us to be fully functional. So if you don't get your childhood developmental dependency needs met, you better know it and you better know why. And the why is what we're going to talk about in the final episode when we come full circle with the rules of dysfunction that are 200 years out of date, yet people are still using them and they're very much uh, alive and unwell in the circumstances of today because we have a lot of controlling authoritarianism going on, power and control.
0: Yep, I hear you George. All the uh, all the characteristics of a very dysfunctional family happening right right now uh, culture-wide. on a
1: grand scale, yeah. on a grand <laughs> scale. You know, we but, have we have the micro, we have the macro. We got the micro families, the, you know, little segments of families, and mm-hmm. everybody to some degree is experiencing the same crap. Now we have a government that that, that oversees all of those families and they're the largest dysfunctional family We'll ever see, right? In this,
0: well, corrupt, I mean, it's, dysfunctional, it's, corrupt. It's just exactly you know in in the in the uh, hierarchical patriarchal system where we're all supposed to be working for the government, working for this this upper class, these these higher ups, and and you know we all get to be the working class, uh, working for them. It just, it makes so much sense, unfortunately, that that it, we have to have, I mean, for the government to function, we really have to have, like, all of these little dysfunctional families. I mean, if families were okay. healthy and strong, then the government wouldn't be able to control us, right? <laughs> well, this is it. And remember, corruption is deliberate. Yeah. You have to train
1: yourself to believe you literally don't have any problems or any issues. You're not contributing to something really horrible. Actually, you are. And you're doing it knowingly. Yeah. Hence why it's a crime. It's not, you know, this is premeditated. It's not, whoops, uh, we're just going to be corrupt. Oh, well, we didn't know we were being corrupt. What do you mean you didn't know? <laughs> That's why yeah, you're hiding sure. everything. That's why you're controlling the media. That's why you're censoring all of our major contributors and professionals and scientists and doctors and nurses. That's why you're doing that. Because, whoops, we got it wrong and you got it all right. I mean, this is this is highly uh, uh, suspicious conduct on the government's and they're using it deliberately once again to psychologically condition people into buying into their narrative by spreading all sorts of fear toss all the fear you can you can get everybody to do what you want them to do just scare the living daylights out of them and you'll get them to comply don't comply say no if you say yes you are putting yourself deeper into mystification you're not waking up you've got to stand up You've got to learn what you're dealing with. I have a lot, too many people saying, I don't know. I don't know. Whole families are fighting. But you ask somebody, you know, well, what's, you know, where does this information come from? They don't know. They have no evidence to support what they're saying. But they want to be right. They believe they should be heard. But really, what they're doing is spreading all kinds of garbage. And families are fighting about this right now because they don't know how to demystify Mm -hmm. through understanding how to demythologize
0: very important well awesome george um so that's going to wrap it up for uh, our coverage of the characteristics of mystification uh thanks for talking about negative and positive hallucinations i think uh just to really drive home for the audience you know uh, look for these red flags when when somebody is suffering from a negative hallucination they're trying to impose it on you They're triggered into this past family trauma. Their wounded inner child is the one that's having the conversation with you. uh, And the communication starts to break down. Things aren't making sense. They're projecting onto you uh, their paradigm of thinking. uh, And they're not allowing you the freedom to express your own feelings. This is unhealthy. They're gaslighting you. Um... You know, again, they're projecting onto you. You got it. You, you,
1: you, you raise a good point there. So let me interject. Uh I'm getting a lot of, uh, marriage conflict, right? Somebody from air, uh, air miles just told me the other day that they're getting a lot of people calling them saying, I'm going to change back to my maiden name. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) My air miles card. Yeah. (laughs) This is indicative of, 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 of ending a relationship. The, The problem with a lot of spouses is they don't realize when they're stressed out and they're afraid. They begin to put their, their source figures' faces on their spousal partners and act toward their partner as if they were an exact carbon copy of their parents. Hmm. They don't realize that they're replaying conflicts with their spouse. that never originated with their spouse. Right. But they're treating them like it's dad or it's mom. Got to learn how to detect that stuff. And we're going to show people how to do that in the next episode when we go over the rules of dysfunction. How did this come to be? right? Because that's another virus, believe me. Mm-hmm. And we will be able to put into perspective why people are sinking into those areas, those age regressions. And when we begin to show you the rules that you were raising directly led you into the mystification world, the sleepwalking world, the somnambulists environment, somnambulist ways of doing, seeing, relating, and perceiving the world born and bred in childhood and inappropriately transferred to the adult environment, hence transference. So very important to understand these transitions came through the rules. We got to break these rules and we'll
0: do that in the next episode. Sounds cool. And again, just to remind the audience. So, you know, when you, when you perceive these red flags, understand that, you know, we're all working on healing ourselves uh, we all suffer from these rules of dysfunction that we'll cover in the next episode. And uh, so continue to heal, have compassion for those who are uh, damaged, but stand firm in your own boundaries uh, and and, and realize- get
1: help. If you're going, yeah, sorry, dog, get help. Yeah. If you're going through this stuff and you can relate to anything we're talking about here yeah. on the show, like for crying out loud, you know, reach out and get some help. Right. We're in stressful times right now. The most human thing you can do is ask for help. Don't, Carry this cross by yourself if you don't have to. Get support. Reach out to people. Let's see if we can reduce casualties by taking action before it gets so bad that we don't have time to respond in our
0: own best interest anymore. And I think even... uh explaining to others the psychological backdrop to all of this uh i mean we really we live in a culture that needs help like uh, you know shifting the paradigm from psychological war to psychological healing right we're not in battle with the people that we disagree with we should be compassionate and actually just try to teach some of these the psychological language so that everyone can understand what's going on like what's going on is the government is triggering us into our into our wounded inner child and we're not thinking for ourselves and we're just going along with what the uh, the abusive authority figure is saying and the solution is healing you know it's not it's not a battle it's a it's a you know right it's a it's a it's like a healthcare situation we need to we need to create stronger emotional bonds and healthier family units and so uh again next time we'll cover the rules of dysfunction which is really going to get to the root of what causes mystification in the first place and it's probably going to be one of those episodes i've had a few where i it hits a little too close to home it's like whoa yeah i I recognize that character i'm glad we kind of (laughs) right (laughs)
1: I am glad we kind of saved this for the end because it allows kind of like the nest, these rules are the nest for mystification Mm -hmm. and it all sits in there. You know, I'm trying to be non jargony here, folks. I don't want to start using these big words again and confuse people, but mystification to be baffled and bewildered sits in that nest, these rules, this nest of rules that you were nurtured in like, you know, the roots of your, uh, your character and your personality came from these rules. Now it's time to break them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Very cool, George. And uh, so we've got, we're kind of wrapping up these, uh, the characteristics of mystification today with negative and positive hallucinations. We're going to talk about the rules of dysfunction in the next episode. And then I'd like to keep having these conversations. I know we have plenty There's plenty to talk about in the world of psychology and psychological healing. So, uh, you know, for the audience out there, stay tuned. I think we're going to keep this rolling. We're not just going to close it off uh, just because we've gotten to the end of of this discussion about mystification. I think the next episode about the rules of dysfunction are going to start to get to the heart of it. And maybe we'll do a few episodes. Uh, But George and I will continue to have uh, this conversation and figure out uh, the direction that the show is going to go on into the future. Uh, So stay tuned uh, as we continue to produce more content concerning the psychology of lockdown. So thanks again, George, for coming on and and talking about negative and positive hallucinations today. And you want to let people know where they can find out more uh, about The Line? Yeah,
1: thanks, Doug. So, yeah, you want to get us at The Line Media Twitter, at The Line Canada on Twitter as well. The Line Canada on Instagram and on Facebook and Telegram. Yeah. Now, if you want to email me any questions or comments, I've, I've received a bunch through some of these uh, episodes. Feel free. Always want to hear your ideas, thoughts, and opinions. Media at the line. International.com is where you can share those. That's media at the line.
0: International.com. Sounds good. And I will let you know that I have been your host. My name is Doug um, My My f- full length of podcast episodes called The Shift with Doug McKenty, And you can find that at www.theshiftnow.com along with uh, all of these episodes of The Psychology of Lockdown, another show that George and I are doing behind the line, which is uh, more COVID specific news and information uh, and other podcasts that I've produced in the past. So there's a lot of good information. That's theshiftnow.com. My personal Facebook page is actually kind of blowing up right now. So you can just look up Doug McKenty. On Facebook, I'm also on Telegram at The Shift with Doug McKenty, where I post all, all my new content. Um, but again, the website and sign up for the newsletter, and I'll get you all the uh, all the latest coming out of The Shift uh, and all the, all the new productions that we're doing every week, uh, including the psychology of lockdown as it continues to evolve into the future. All right, George, thanks a lot, man. Hope you have a great day. And, me, uh, we'll be looking forward to uh, the Rules of Dysfunction next week. Thanks again, Doug. Thanks for having me. You bet. Take care.